Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, well, my recent podcast uh, where I was talking about astronomers and astrophysicists, people like Neil deGrasse Tyson and how they're completely ignorant, uh, it, it caused some people to get very upset uh, with the way I'm talking. Uh, people I'd never heard of before, people who contacted me, and basically uh, I did receive an insult uh, about that podcast from somebody, somebody who, who actually accused me, some internet rando, I don't know who it is. Uh, again, people, for all I know, it could be a Mick West sock puppet, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, accused me of suffering with the Dunning-Kruger effect and that I need to seek help uh, immediately. Uh, basically, according to Wikipedia, just so for people out there who don't know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is, effect is, it's a cognitive bias in which people with limited competence in a particular domain overestimate their abilities. Uh, some researchers also include the opposite effect for high performers, their tendency to underestimate their skills. Uh, in popular culture, the Dunning-Kruger effect is often misunderstood as a claim about general overconfidence of people with low intelligence instead of specific overconfidence of people unskilled at a particular task. Uh, now, the person that uh, uh, that did this, that sent me this insult, he meant about he that I have limited. Uh, I'm a person who has limited competence uh, in a particular domain, and I I'm overestimating my abilities, basically. Uh, that I have problems. Uh, I just want to say this. Um, actually, no, uh, I don't have problems. It's actually, this to me, right, as far as I'm concerned, this this could be applied to the astronomers of whom I'm talking about. Uh, they have an overconfidence in their abilities. Neil deGrasse Tyson is very overly confident in what he knows uh, about the extraterrestrial reality because uh, he doesn't know anything. In fact, he knows nothing, but he thinks he does. But he thinks he does, and that's how, that's how these astronomers are. And I just want to point out, too, that uh, I am certain, right, that if uh, there, were, there were to be a test given on, on mathematics, like advanced mathematics, calculus, or something to that effect, I'd probably flunk, okay? I'd probably flunk and Neil deGrasse Tyson or any other astronomer would probably pass with flying colors. I'm not here talking about that. I'm, talk I'm here talking about uh, the reality that there's an extraterrestrial presence here because, for one thing, I know this because I saw these things. I saw one of the creatures and I saw one of the crafts, so I know this, and these people are denying it. I, I mean, it doesn't matter how intelligence doesn't matter here. I mean, it doesn't matter about how smart somebody is or how dumb somebody is. It's about common sense. It's about reality. And I'm accepting reality. These people are not. I'm not sitting here claiming that I'm smarter than these people. No, no. I do. Do I know anything about astronomy? No, hardly compared to these guys. These guys are geniuses compared to me. I'm a I'm a dumb piece of dirt. Right when it comes to those guys in, in that area, but in this area in UFOs, this is one thing where I do know more than they do. Doesn't matter what, what uh, how I score on a IQ test. That doesn't that doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is is that there's extraterrestrials here. I know this. I know this for a fact. It's I'm stating fact. I st I'm stating my personal. It's called knowledge. It has nothing to do with I think. Oh, I'm definitely smarter than no no. Has nothing to do with that. No, I'm not saying that. I never did say that. I've, I've actually pointed out before in numerous uh, uh, podcasts that th these people are smart. They're smart people. Uh, Seth Shostak from SETI, that guy's a smart guy. There's no question about it. But he's dumb when it comes to UFOs, really dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. They're not using, there's no common sense applied to anything that they say. There's no research. They've done no research. It's obvious. I'm, I'm not even sure if they've done a Cliff Notes uh, a level of research when it comes to this topic. I think that they just, they don't do anything. They don't, they don't read books on it. They don't know anything. They don't know anything about the history. They don't, they know nothing. And then someone on Spotify, uh, 
uh, commented, sent me a, a message saying that um, uh, my podcast is getting worse and worse and worse all the time. And that uh, uh, he, I'm ca- uh, that I, he was upset that I was calling people liars, these astronomers liars. Well, I was I wasn't calling them liars. I was calling them idiots for just for the record, idiots, not liars, idiots, idiots. When it comes to this subject, when it comes to the reality that there are extraterrestrials here, that's that's what I was saying. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you know, the, the whole issue is this: is that for people who who have knowledge people who have knowledge about ufos people who know for a fact that it's real when they hear people like neil degrasse tyson and uh, or any other person that's involved in astronomy right that that's uh, an astronomy known entity and somebody who's uh, on tv all the time when you hear these people talking about this and you're sitting back and you're listening to this and you know that they're completely wrong that they're completely off base and you could also sense that they're ridiculing you the ridiculing the people that have seen these things it 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 hurts it's not nice it's not fun at all so with that in mind i want to try an experiment today i want to pr- show uh, sh- i want to sh- for, for people out there who uh who are in astronomers and who think that the extraterrestrial reality is absolute is absolute nonsense right i, I want to uh turn the table and 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 show you what it feels like right when 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 uh people talk to you talk down to the people who've experienced this people who know that it's real uh people who've done their research and know that there's is a government cover-up long before we, i've known about this long before david grush or lou elizondo or any of those people and i've done i did my research long before these people stepped up long before the congress was uh interested in getting to the bottom of it long before that the people who've been researching this know this there's just there was just too much evidence to to, uh, to say anything otherwise but these people, these astronomers who think that they're smarter than everyone else, they're the ones suffering with Dunning-Kruger effect, obviously, right? They're the ones, right? This was, a, this was projection. And for all I know, the person that sent that message, I don't know who it was. It was some internet rando with you know, a name, a first name, and then numbers after it. I mean, why don't you come on out and, and, and say that to my face? Come on, say, say it. Let's go out to the world. Go put up your own uh, uh, channel and, and say it uh, to the world like I'm doing. Where's your guts? Because you don't got any. Come on, let's see it. But they won't do that. They won't do that. They won't tell you who they are. They'll, they'll hide behind, uh, uh, you know, phony, fake avatars and, and, and fake names. And then they won't tell you who they are, but they'll come out and they'll criticize you and tell you that you're an idiot and you're the one who's stupid. You're the one who's suffering from Dunning-Kruger effect and you better go get help, buddy. Actually, no, it's actually the, it's the opposite here. That's projection. That's what that is. It's pure, absolute projection. It's actually the astronomy community that needs uh, to, to go get help for their Dunning-Kruger effect that they're obviously suffering with because they think they're smart when it comes to this subject, and they're just not. They're just not. It's been proved time and time again for decades, for a whole century, basically. Uh, anyway... I'm going to, this is how it would, I'm going to, there's an article here. I know people out there, have you ever heard of planet X? It's this hypothetical planet that some astronomers out there are saying exists in this galaxy, in this uh, solar system in which we live. Now, of course, as I was mentioning earlier in a different podcast, the previous podcast, I said something to the effect that, uh, you know, I, I grew up believing that there were nine planets in this solar system. And then I was told years later that, no, no, uh, Pluto's not a planet. It's, it's just a dwarf planet. So that, does, that one doesn't count. There are only eight planets in this solar system. But there might be a ninth now, again. But it's not Pluto. It's planet X. It's the mysterious planet, planet X. X. And anyway, here's right from uh, NASA's website, uh, an article about the hypothetical planet X. 
And I'm going to read this, go through this article, and I'm going to treat it the same way an astronomer would treat the UFO subject. Okay, let's go. Let's check it out here. It says Caltech researchers have found mathematical evidence suggesting there may be a planet X deep in the solar system. Were were these guys smoking crack or something or what? Maybe they were hanging out with Joe Rogan and they did some DMT and they just dreamed this up. Where's this coming from? Are these people crackpots? Maybe it's mass hysteria. This hypothetical Neptune-sized planet orbits our sun in a highly elongated orbit far beyond Pluto. The object, which researchers have nicknamed Planet Nine, could have a mass about 10 times that of Earth and orbit about 20 times farther from the sun on average than Neptune. It may take between 10,000 and 20,000 Earth years to make one full orbit around the sun. The announcement does not mean there is a new planet in our solar system. The existence of this distant world is only theoretical at this point, and no direct observation of the object nicknamed Planet Nine have been made. The mathematical prediction of a planet could explain the unique orbits of some smaller objects in the Kuiper Belt, a distant region of icy debris that extends far beyond the orbit of Neptune. Uh, astronomers are now searching for the predicted planet. I mean, they're searching for something that they don't even, I mean, they're, this is what they sat there sitting there and they, with their protractor and slide rule and, and, and looking through a telescope and they're not seeing anything, but yet they figured this out somehow. What are these people? What are they, what are they having uh, dreams? What are they dreaming this up? I mean, what's this? Is this a hoax? This sounds like a hoax to me. It sounds like somebody might be making this up. I mean, they don't have any evidence whatsoever. Nothing. They have nothing to back this up, but they're saying there's a planet X. Anyway, in, it says here, in January 2015, Caltech astronomers Constantine Batigen and Mike Brown announced new research that provides evidence of a giant planet tracing an unusual elongated orbit in the outer solar system. The prediction is based on detailed mathematical modeling and computer simulations, not direct observation. So these people are basing their opinion on computer simulations? Modeling? Theoretical modeling? Mathematical modeling? What do what you... What are they, crackpots? What are these people? I wonder if it's, if they're, if this is a hoax, if they just made it up. I mean, it sounds like it could be, probably. I mean, how could anybody believe anything like this? This sounds absurd to me. This large object could explain the unique orbits of at least five smaller objects discovered in the distant Kuiper belt. It says here, the possibility of a new planet is certainly an exciting one for me as a planetary scientist and for all of us, said Jim Green, director of NASA's Planetary Science Division. Uh, what's what's this? Is Jim Green doing LSD or something? I mean, we're, how, how could he go on go along with this crazy crackpot idea? For all we know, it could be a hoax. I don't know. We're, they don't even, there's no evidence of this planet X. They're just using mathematical equations and slide rules and protractors. He says this is not, however, the detection of or discovery of a new planet. It's too early to say with certainty there's a so-called planet X. Then why are you even talking about it? I mean, why do you wait to find it? I mean, why are you bringing this up? Are you, it's all hypothetical, but you're talking about Planet X. I mean, what are you trying to do? Uh, convince people of, of, of Santa Claus? and, and well, What's going on here? Is the Easter Bunny coming next, tomorrow or what? What we're seeing is an early prediction based on modeling from limited observations. It's the start of a process that could lead to an exciting result. Wow. Exciting results from nothing. Magic. What's this, Dave? Who, who's, who, who are you uh, uh, talking about this with? I mean, who, who's one of your consultants? David Copperfield. 
Well, it says here, the Caltech scientists believe planet X may have have a mass about 10 times that of Earth and be similar in size to Uranus or Neptune. The predicted orbit is about 20 times farther from our sun on average than Neptune, which orbits the sun at an average distance of 2.8 billion miles. It would take this new planet between 10,000 and 20,000 years to make just one full orbit around the sun, where Neptune completes an orbit roughly every 165 years. So our imaginary planet here, right, according to these... Uh, crackheads, right? Is could take ten thousand to twenty thousand years. They figured this all out. I want to see their proof. Where's their proof for this planet? I want to see it. When was it discovered? Planet X has not yet been discovered, and there's debate in the scientific community about whether it exists. Yeah, you're not kidding. I don't think it does exist. In fact, where's your evidence? I want to see some hard proof of this Planet X before you go spouting off about it. These people are crazy. These people are crazy. Uh, the prediction in the January 20th issue of the Astronomical Journal is based on mathematical modeling. And then it talks about what's its name. Uh, Batagen and Brown nicknamed their predicted, predicted, or predicting, what are they, who are these people? What are they, uh, psychics now? What are they, what are they having, seances? I mean, what are they, who are these people? Gene Dixon? Is this something out of Weekly World News? They're making predictions? Predictions? What are you talking about? Are they Nostradamus? Anyway, they nicknamed their predicted object Planet 9, but the actual naming rights of an object to go go to the person who actually discovers it. The name used during previous hunts for the long-suspected giant undiscovered object beyond Neptune is Planet X. If the predicted world, predicted world is found, the name must be approved by the International Astronomical Union. Planets are traditionally named for mythological Roman gods. You know, I'm starting to wonder, maybe maybe one of them was looking through a telescope one night and they saw a balloon passing by and then they thought maybe that was a planet or something. It was a balloon way off in the distance and they misidentified. I think, you know what, it might have been a misidentified balloon. Gave them this idea. Could be. Who knows? I don't know how they came up with it. I mean, sitting there with a slide rule in their, in their office? What do, you, what do you think is it's there? Uh, it says here, astronomers studying the Cooper Belt have noticed some of the dwarf planets and other small icy objects tend to follow orbits that cluster together. By analyzing these orbits, the Caltech team predicted the possibility that a large, previously undiscovered planet may be hiding far beyond, beyond Pluto. They estimate the gravity of this potential planet might explain the unusual orbits of those Cooper objects. And it says here, what's next? Astronomers, including Batagen and Brown, will begin using the world's most powerful telescopes to research to search for the object in its predicted orbit. I didn't hear anything about the discovery of this yet, but they are out there right now, pointing them telescopes up there, trying to find that planet that doesn't exist, that they made up out of whole cloth. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like a bunch of crackpots or some, a bunch of, maybe some mass. I think, you know what? Maybe it could be mass hallucination. You know what? It could be. Hysteria. Maybe this is hysteria. Could be. It says here, uh, any object that far away from the sun will be very faint and hard to detect, but astronomers calculated that it could be possible to see it using existing telescopes. I wonder, I don't think, I mean, if you, you would have found it already, I think, with the telescopes we got. They're making this up. That's what it sounds like to me. I would love to find it, says Brown, but I'd also be perfectly happy if someone else found it. That is why we're publishing this paper. We hope that other people are going to get inspired and start searching. Searching for what? Nothing. They're searching for something that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Anytime we have an interesting idea like this, we always apply Carl Sagan's rules for critical thinking. (laughs) 
Let me just stop there for a minute. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> Critical thinking, Carl Sagan. <laughs> Which include independent confirmation of the facts, looking for alternate explanations and encouraging scientific debate, said Green. If Planet X is out there, we'll find it together. Or we'll determine an alternate explanation for the data that we've received so far. Now let's go explore. Oh boy. These sound like a bunch of space cadets to me. Space cadets on LSD. That should be a new TV show. We should make a new TV show uh, inspired by these science crazy crackpot scientists looking for this mysterious Planet X. Wow. Wow. Anyway, there you go. See, that's, that's what it feels like. When, 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 when these people talk about UFOs, something that, that they don't research at all, and obviously you know, obviously you could tell, uh, I have not researched this at all. I just read off this article and I'm just saying things. But it sounds real when they do it, doesn't it? It sounds ugly, doesn't it? It sounds rotten. It sounds deceived, mischief, mischievous. It sounds like you're being deceived. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Because it is. Because it is. This is just an example. I don't know. There could be a planet X out there. I, I don't really care. We, we already got eight planets in the, in, in the solar system, but there could be another one out there. And that, okay, that's, that's fine. But you know what? That's, uh, that's not my... Uh, I, I haven't studied this at all. I have no idea what I'm talking about. And that's the same thing that these people, they have no idea what they're talking about when they say the things that they say. When they, sit, when they go on TV and they talk about this and they laugh about this and they make a big joke about it, they have no idea what they're talking about and they should say that. At least say that. Say, look at I haven't read anything about UFOs. I don't know the history of this whole subject. I don't know. I haven't read a book about alien abductions. I don't know what, it, what it's all about. Could it be... I don't know because I'm not an expert. That's what they should say. They should, they should if they're gonna, if they're gonna go on TV and talk about these things, they should p- point that out that they're not experts on this. They haven't been studying this at all. And really, in a, in a way, right? Uh, the, the the people who are experts, the they're the ones who should be getting brought on TV. The people who have studied this for for, for their whole lives basically but people like uh richard dolan or timothy good or preston dennett preston dennett has a whole suitcase full of stories his whole every week this guy comes up with uh all these different reports that he's compiled over the years from from his own research and from the research of others and he talks about them all the time there's so many different kinds of uh, UFO and extraterrestrial si- extraterrestrial encounter reports out there. It's incredible. But none of these people know about it, and they don't give it any credence. I mean, I'm not an expert in probability and statistics, right? However, if you were to do a... Uh, uh, I can assure you this, right? It's more probable that the people talking about UFOs and aliens, they are more correct than anything, anything that these astronomers are trying to say about it because they didn't study it. How do they know? They're not cons- they're, they don't consider the, the uh, evidence, the, the amount of reports that have been filed over the years. And how many reports have not been filed? How many people have experienced extraterrestrials and not said anything about it because they don't want to be ridiculed? Like people from astronomers like these people anyway uh i'm gonna uh go now to uh uh, resort to my flying saucers and science uh by the late stanton friedman uh there's a couple of things i want to read out of there have you ever heard of dr simon newcomb uh no neither did i not i never heard of his name either not until i read this book uh, but and, and after I'm done reading this passage, I, I would suggest that you uh, file the name into your uh, deep uh, subconscious mind and forget about it. 
and 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 lock it up with a key because the guy doesn't deserve to be remembered. And we'll tell I'll tell you why. It says here in 1903, Dr. Simon Newcomb, one of the top American astronomers of the 19th century, published a paper in which he showed that flight by man using anything other than a balloon, a lighter than air vehicle, was impossible. His paper clearly showed that he knew much less about flight than did two bicycle mechanics named Wilbur and Orville Wright, who first flew a heavier than air vehicle in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, on December 17, 1903, less than three months after Newcomb's article was published. When notified about this historic event, he, similar to many others, had trouble believing that such a flight had occurred. There were no TV or radio reporters back then. He also claimed that although perhaps a pilot had flown a heavier-than-air vehicle, it would certainly never carry any passengers. He knew nothing about the uh, lift o over a wing, uh, about relatively lightweight engines driving a propeller, and all the other engineering aspects of flight that the Wright brothers had investigated investigated in a systematic fashion so there you go so what do you think of that now forget about his name forget i even brought it up dr simon newcomb put it back in your back and remember the guy doesn't deserve to be remembered and i i hope that happens to some of these astronomers today who are spouting off about uh that ufos and extraterrestrials are is a bunch of nonsense uh anyway uh, i'm gonna skip forward in this book to where uh, another section where uh stanton friedman talks about um Astronomers, and this was it, the the headline here reads: Why are astronomers generally so anti-UFO? And it says here: I have had many opportunities to observe astronomers and read or hear their views on UFOs. For the most part, they are indeed generally negative. I think two words provide the reasons: ignorance and arrogance. Let me just stop there. Yes, ignorance and arrogance. That's what it is. That's when you when you hear that. That's what you're getting. You're getting ignorance and arrogance. That's what you get from people like. Uh, astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson ignorance and arrogance because he doesn't study it he doesn't study that he knows everything about space and and hype uh, and theoretical wormholes and black holes and this and that everything that's going on up there but he doesn't know anything about what's going on right here and he shouldn't be talking about it he shouldn't be viewed as an expert Anyway, it says here, they are almost all completely, they are almost completely ignorant about the UFO evidence, not just the studies, no, uh, not just studies that he had noted in chapter one, but the more than 4,000 physical trace cases from the more than 70 countries collected by the late Ted Phillips, the detailed photo analysis of UFO pictures and accounts of alien abductions. They are not just ignorant about advanced technology that might be used for deep space propulsion or for highly maneuverable systems in the atmosphere they are also ignorant about the national security aspects of the ufo problem they presume that because their concern in the is the universe outside earth they would know about alien visitors who would most likely want to talk to them the history of astronomy is full of false claims by the leading lights i have on occasion noted that astronomy seems to be sort of a democratic science the leading lights get together and decide on truth and woe be unto who he who disagrees there is no place to publish and academia is characterized by publish or perish so there you go you you, you see and friedman was completely correct on this matter astronomers have they don't know what they're talking about and they're arrogant arrogant and they're ignorant on top of it 
Uh, also, uh, later on, he says this. He says, I've also found it laughable that astronomers often act as though they would be experts on the behavior and motivation of aliens. Not, o not only are they not professionally knowledgeable about UFOs or, or propulsion systems, but surely they are not experts about the behavior and motivation of Earthlings, much less aliens. Perhaps psychiatrists, social workers, doctors, nurses, and even lawyers would be better suited. All are professional Professionals accustomed to dealing with living, thinking beings. But astronomers? One astronomer told me that he couldn't imagine aliens visiting just to stop automobiles. I can find no indication that the purpose of the visits is to stop engines any more than that people drove automobiles in the late 1890s for the purpose of scaring nearby horses. Stopping cars could easily be the purpose of controlling the drivers or as in the Iranian jet case of 1976 for, for, for preventing missile attacks. It could also be unintentional consequence of the presence of sophisticated energy production or communication systems. So basically, yeah. So Friedman says, okay, he's talking to an astronomer, and the astronomer says, they're not going to fly all the way here, all those light years, just to come down and stop somebody's car that's driving down the highway. <laughs> no, no, they wouldn't be. No, that's not the, what they're coming here for. But obviously, that could be just the result of the saucer cl close by, nearby a car that caused them to stop. Or it could be the aliens stopping the car using some sort of technology on purpose because they want to abduct the person. There could be various reasons, but none of these reasons, obviously, were considered by the astronomer that Friedman was talking about there uh he continues here he says one peculiar aspect i have found is that perhaps because they are more interested in the huge universe rather than the local neighborhood astronomers often act as though visitors would have would have to come from another galaxy in a radio discussion one famous astronomer started by saying he just didn't think people knew how much energy it would take to get here from another galaxy as a drama as andromeda is more than two million light years away Zeta Reticuli is 39.2 light years away, which is a very different transportation problem. If we need a loaf of bread for dinner, I simply am not concerned about it being 9,000 miles to a fine bakery in Sydney, Australia. Australia, There is a good one less than two miles away. And this is another one that he talks about. Actually, he had uh, J. Allen Hynek, the, the father of UFOs, uh, actually had some issues too. He had some issues with him with some, with some of the things that Hynek had to say. And this is it. He says here, another problem is that at least some astronomers think linearly. Alan Hynek used to point out that if the thickness of one playing card represented the distance to the moon from the Earth, uh, then, then the nearest star is 16,000 miles of playing cards away. In addition, twice as far takes twice as long. For space travel, this is simply not true. If we could double our rocket's speed at burnout when heading toward the moon, we would get there 20 times faster. The effective thrust is the difference between two similar quantities, the thrust of the rocket pushing up and the gravity pulling down. If they balanced, the rocket wouldn't go anywhere. If the thrust is a big hit at the start, then the rocket will accelerate because it is losing weight propellant the difference is steadily increasing i tried with no success to get alan to look at the vast literature on interstellar travel admittedly not much of it is published in astronomical journals information about flying saucers almost never appears in such journals but then studies of stars galaxies and satellites don't involve unexpected observations without instrumentation by non-astronomers of activities controlled by intelligent beings. I wonder how many astronomers subscribe to the MUFON Journal or UFO Magazine or the International UFO Reporter of the Center for UFO Studies. I often ask during college class visits how long it takes uh, 
at 1G acceleration to reach the speed of light. Many professors guess a thousand years. In reality, it is only one year. Ignorance may be bliss, but having it pointed out is not. And he goes, then he concludes here with this. He says, I can't find any reason for thinking, per some astronomers, that knowledge of alien visitations would be immediately spread far and wide. Admittedly, the SETI people would probably make a noisy announcement should they ever pick up a signal, but that would certainly not change things as much as admission of an alien presence here and now. Think of how upset astronomers will be when the government finally provides proof of alien visitations. The famous Brookings Institute report on the impact of contact with extraterrestrials noted that the egos of scientists would be greatly bruised by recognition of how little they know. And yes... It's, it's starting to bruise right now. Uh, right now, the egos of these pe- people, it's getting bruised right now uh, because it's starting to become clear to them and they're still not accepting it. The, 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 the reality is right there in their face. They don't understand. They can't believe Congress. They're not even thinking about this. That you have, uh, Congress has actually tried to, uh, has been passing some legislation and they almost passed this uh, whistle, UAP, whistle, uh, excuse me, UAP Disclosure Act this past year. They didn't, completely succeed uh but congress is moving forward they're blind to all of this they're blind to it they they still don't believe it they can't accept it because they're just they're closed-minded their their egos would be too bruised they couldn't they don't want to believe it because a lot of these people right they've been for decades talking nonsense talking stupidity and they and they're starting to realize that i know in their subconscious minds they have to be and I know I'm right, right? And it has nothing to do with any Dunning-Kruger effect, I can tell you that. One thing I am, I know about, right? I'm, they might be right about everything else, but one thing I know that I'm right about, right, is this. I know that there's a presence here because I saw one of these creatures. I saw one of the craft. Two different occasions, I know, I know for a fact, despite, even if I, even if those things didn't happen, I, and, and, I, and I just done the research, I would know. But I do know, really, I really know. Right. And, and I know that I'm right. I'm actually, like I said before, I'm holding a Royal flush in my hands. If this is a game of cards, I'm holding a Royal flush in my hands, right? They're whole, you know what they got? And and not only that, I could see what they got. I already know that they're going to lose. They got eight high, seven high, something like that. They're, they're, they lost. It's already over. I know I'm right. It has nothing to do about some uh, phony superiority complex that I might have. It has nothing to do with that. I have experience. I have knowledge, direct knowledge. I know. And they're wrong. And the mainstream news, let me tell you something. They're wrong for bringing these people on and, and pretending that they're experts. Because let me tell you, folks, they are not experts on this. They are not. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.